Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of the My Library podcast. We're going to take a little break from audiobooks and we'll come back to them next time. Um, and today I want to talk about podcasts. As you may have picked up, I'm an absolute podcast fanatic and I'll give you a bit of a backstory as to how this happened. Basically, I haven't had a TV for about five years and I used to rely on my laptop for entertainment, so streaming series and all of that kind of thing. Um, and then a couple of weeks ago, my laptop was stolen in a robbery, so I turned to podcasts. And I'm so glad that I did. I should actually thank the thief. Well, not maybe I wouldn't go quite to that extent, but podcasts are incredible. Um, there is something out there for literally every person and what's great about them is that you can download them when you're in a wi-fi area and then when you finish downloading them you can listen to them anywhere and i would advise you to delete them from your phone once you finish listening otherwise you'll end up with a phone like mine which was clogged up with about 50 podcasts so the way to listen to podcasts is really very simple all you do is you go to Google Play and then you download the app of your choice, the podcast app. The one that I would recommend, there are two that I would recommend, one is Anchor FM and the other one is Player FM. Once your app is downloaded, you just tap on the app to open it and then follow the instructions. It's really very straightforward. We can't just go in there beating our drum. Uh, with any sort of random message or not an understanding or appreciation of the audience that we're speaking to. And I think this has been one of the most important lessons I've learned over the years is that it's not always, I don't always have to say what I think. I have to think about my audience and what matters to them and how I present uh, what I'm talking about. How do I make it meaningful? How do I make it so that they know that I understand what their priorities are and what keeps them up at night, and how does the library fit into that. And sometimes we just want to go with our message and just say libraries are great and give us more money, and we really have to be much more intentional and uh, thoughtful sometimes about that. And it's interesting, you know, as we're talking about a school district and also as we're talking about that mastermind, it really is about being able to be of service to each other. And today we're going to talk really about that culture. And today we're going to be identifying five ways that you can shift culture in your school district. Nick, I got to begin to say, it ain't easy. But in the future, um, we've... Landed on the moon, we live there. People who live on the moon essentially basically inherit these powers, um, which gives them ability to control minds and all this great stuff. And um, it's told from the first perspective, Cinder, she's Cinderella as a cyborg. Yeah. Um, can't say enough. She does such a good job of just, again, setting up worlds, um, Earth and the moon in the future. You can kind of visualize what it's like because it's relying on where we are now in terms of you know, if you told someone in 1955 that our smartphones were going to have maps on them, we were going to have a robotic voice that tells us when we have, you know, a meeting for the day, they would be, their minds would be blown. Yeah. So it's relying on the technology that we have today to set this landscape of the future. Like, it's possible yeah. that we're almost there. And that's what I love about science fiction today. It's like, if we can imagine it, it probably could happen. Right.
this stuff I find really interesting. I'm, I'm weird. I, I'm not a big history person in general. Like, it was never my favorite topic in school or whatever. But when it comes to comic books, I'm super fascinated. Comics are kind of divided into several different eras. Depending on who you talk to, it's people will usually say between four and six, uh, depending on where they demarcate certain things. I'm going to go with four, because that seems easy to me. <laughs> the They started... American comics, as we currently think of them, really started in 1938. There were comics before that. They, If you want to get really technical, I think the first ever comic book in America was published in like 1933 or something like that. We should let them read. And I think that like reading to yourself and being read to are both very important things. And I think our research is kind of speaking to the behavior that parents engage in. So one of the other things you said in your paper was that reading together is one of the most important parent-child activities in terms of time investment, and that can predict how well children do in reading, but it also predicts how well they do in math and other school subjects. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, so I think what reading does is it opens up the ability to think about problems. It gives you kind of this cognitive advantage that spills over to other topics. It's about a young man named Will. He's 15. His brother, Sean, has just been murdered. Uh, it's gun violence. And Will is now, he's taken Sean's gun out of his dresser, and he is taking the elevator down to the bottom floor in their apartment building because he is going to go get revenge. He's going to avenge his brother's death. And as he's taking this elevator down, people keep getting on, and these certain people make him question his decision. For instance, like, I'm not giving anything... Well, I hope that the little taste of these different podcasts that I've given you have whet your appetite and that you're going to sign up to listen to more because podcasts are the best thing since sliced bread. And with that, I'll sign out until the next time. Thanks for listening and goodbye.